You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello everyone and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. I'm the crime weaver, Tyler. And I am the Kevadwith of Llanvair Purquinger Cogero Hindrobo Llandusilio Gogogog. Gordy. Now, what the <laughs> hell did you just say? <laughs> it's a it's a good question. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure myself. That was a that was a title. That was a what am Gordy that was requested by uh, I believe our our sponsor this week, Carl with a C. That is correct. Who who wanted it for this his very special episode? <laughs> uh, so I've been working on that one. It is I think the chieftain of. A town that is has a very long name and it's Welsh. Let us know how he did, Carl. That's that's my stab at it. <laughs> it's better than I would have done. Double L's. There's a quadruple L in that word. This <laughs> <laughs> so is four of them right together. Well, I, b- I believe Gordy has said we do have a sponsor this week. Yeah, but what is our show? Oh. Man, they'll figure it out, right? There's an order to this. <laughs> is there? Well, yeah, we do it the same way every week. It's all chaos to me. Each week, Carmen is going to read a strange fairy tale or piece of folklore to me and Tyler. It'll be one that we've never heard before. We hope it's one that some of you have never heard before. Each week, we make an attempt to continue the folklore oral tradition by reading one of these stories and adding kind of our own uh, our own take on it, our own plot twists, and trying to, to update it so that it makes sense. I was about to ask if you think it's possible for us to read a story that none of our listeners have heard of. I, our <laughs> listeners are pretty on the ball folklore-wise, so I, I don't think so. And I, say, I, re- I remembered that we are still in the midst yeah. of them submitting stories. So. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's literally not impossible. Possible. Actually, zero chance. But I mean, we could write some. That'd be <clears throat> how many? That's a curveball. Do people still do that? Like, now, write, when is April first? It Did is we on. Miss it? it is on April first, I believe. Okay. <laughs> and what day is it now? Uh, July seventeenth. July well, shit. Yeah, July seventeenth. The year four thousand. Well, if it's a Tuesday next year, maybe we should write a story. There you go. You've t- you've tipped them all off, but I guess the alert ones will will <laughs> I, know, and everybody else will forget. I say we do my secret plan that I've already brought up with the two of you outside of recording space. I forgot it. Me too. Damn it, guys! <laughs> I'll tell you after. Give me, give me, and them a hint, but like one word, and give me a different hint after. <laughs> What's the what's the hint? Okay, your hint, Gordy, is olive, and Tyler's hint is garden. Hmm. Is it just going to Olive Garden? Sure. We'll talk after. So I we- I would like to go to Olive Garden. I do think most of their food is kind of the dairy on gluten variety, neither of which I eat. But you just want to go and admire the people who do. I would like to go and look at it because I very much want to eat those things. <laughs> They're just denied me by fate. <laughs> so we do have a executive producer this week. As you mentioned, it is Carl with a C who has uh, previously been bequeathed an Arn Thompson type. But as a reminder, it is 1628, uh, The Learned Son and the Forgotten Language. 
language in question being Welsh. Mm-hmm. Not forgotten, but... <clears throat> I mean, there's only so much we can do with these. <laughs> oh, we take oh, a stab at them. Oh, I know. It's, it's hard enough just finding the ones that don't sound downright insulting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well... As we we mentioned, we're still in the listener suggestion maelstrom, so today we are going to Jamaica. Ooh. Because it's summer, and I could use the heck out of a vacation. (laughs) Jamaica. Um, So this particular trip to Jamaica we're being sent to by uh, Ash. We have a bobsled team, Jamaica. You're our bobsled team. Jamaica, we have a bobsled team, Cool Runnings. I'll be John Candy. Aw, man. Who did you want to be, John Candy? Uh, no, I'm going to be the driver guy. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. Cool Runnings. <laughs> nope. The, no? I've heard that that is a You've thing. You've never seen Cool Runnings? No. I haven't even seen Die Hard. Of course I haven't seen Cool Runnings. Cool now, Runnings is still a good movie. <laughs> Why were those the two? Because that, <laughs> me not seeing Die Hard recently came up in a, a shocked kind of conversation. I see. That's just fresh on the mind. A fresh wound, you might say. I was just curious if you had a mental hierarchy of films and Cool Runnings was right below Die Hard. <laughs> to my knowledge, maybe. <laughs> they, <laughs> they might be very related. I think that's my new favorite phrase. <laughs> to my knowledge, maybe. <laughs> it's very versatile. I, I think I've talked about this, but there is a kid in my AP <laughs> European history class who used the segue, speaking of things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to just pretty like, strong just took the ball away from the teacher <laughs> and rain with like speaking of things this is what i want to talk about <laughs> well speaking of things <laughs> this is an anansi collection that we're going to be reading wait excuse me we're going to be reading an anansi oh. collection from yes Jamaica. okay so anansi being the spider trickster god from africa that then of course traveled all the places how do you get there Slave trip, slave trade. Unfortunately, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> I was I gonna thought, say like swinging like Spider Man. Yeah, or I thought I wanted. I was thinking about like a spider rowing a boat. Way to just crush us with reality. But you're yeah, welcome. yeah, you're right. It's not. Great. Yeah, it's not a great way that he got there. But one of the rare positive side effects not is the spread of a story of a yeah of a really cool trickster god. But that whole thing sucked. All right, so uh, we've had a Nazi story suggested to us by a couple people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ash got there first, so we're running this one, and we'll swing around to the next one after we take a a trip away from Jamaica or a few other countries, and we will return to Anansi. Um, like a lot of uh, like cultural heroes, these tales tend to be a little bit shorter. Um, to the point. Right. There are a lot of them, but yeah. the individual tales tend to be shorter, and in Anansi's case, heavily related to song, which I'm not going to do because <laughs> they didn't have any musical notes and I never learned to read music, so it wouldn't help me anyway. <laughs> um yeah, this is uh, going to be sourced from Jamaica Anansi Stories by Martha Warren Beckwith, which you can find on sacredtext.com. Get on you, Martha Warren Beckwith. Uh, the original tales are annotated as spoken in the dialect. I have updated them just for like a little bit more comprehensible listening for a modern audience since mm-hmm. it's been a, a long time since that dialect has been in common Utilized. Use. And we are white folk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> worth, worth noting. <laughs> so, yeah. We don't, yeah. Okay. So, uh, this particular set, because uh, the whole thing's a giant book full of them. So, I just chose four tales 
about Anansi being a dick to Tiger. Specifically Tiger. Yeah, fuck Tiger. Love Anansi. Fuck Tiger. <laughs> so, Will, uh, I think we've done this for other compilations. Do you want to just read it and then talk about it for a little bit? Yeah. And, and we then, can, yeah. Okay. So we'll just we do like the, the whole. So this is. Four quickens. Yeah. So this is the narrative of Tiger and Anansi's relationship. And you can find more of these stories in that collection on sacredtext.com because we're probably not going to circle around to all the Tiger and Nancy stories. There are a lot of them. <laughs> okay, so the first one we're going to tell is Tying Tiger. Mm, what happens? Like in the story? Yeah. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, once in a great hunger time, Anansi couldn't get anything to eat. So he took a basket and a pot to the sea to catch him some fish. When he got there, he put the pot on the fire and he said, Come, big fish, and caught a big fish, presumably with a net or something. Or just conversation. Yeah, or just convince them. Sure, yeah. And then set the big fish aside. And then he said, Big fish, go, make little fish come. And he caught a bunch of little fish. And they said, Little fish, go, make a big fish come. And it just kind of goes back and forth. And I'm not entirely sure how this results in fish. Make them come? Did. I don't know if he's sending out fish ambassadors to trick more fish into coming. He, <laughs> he, he's eating them. No, he's just setting them aside. Is he wanting to eat them? That's he the will eventually. Goal, or yeah. is this for just sport? This is his catching protocol. I mean, it's a hungry time, so he he intends to eat them. He's just somehow convincing them to bring more of their brethren to him. Yeah, hmm. he didn't bring a net, so maybe it is all just charm. Just like, hey, you want to be in this pot. It's a good pot. It's yeah. very good in this pot. It it's the latest exclusive. It is a warm jacuzzi. Prime real estate. <laughs> no sharks. Bring, go out, go out and find. Seaside property. Several of your favorite fish floozies and bring them back here so you can relax in my jacuzzi. Check out the jets. There are multiple settings. <laughs> For your fish private pleasures. Don't pee in it. Or do. I'm going to cook you. It'll boil away. Well, uh, yeah, I get it. Do fish pee? They I, waste. Yeah, they expel waste. Yeah, but is it, is it like a cloaca situation where they just kind of blast through the same <laughs> hole? Yeah, I, th I think it's a cloaca situation. Is I think they just have one blaster hole. It is how they propel themselves. <laughs> just by just kind of shitting through the oceans. I think that is the only way they can move, yes. This is a swim bladder. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good biology, Tyler. A plus. I mean, that is what swim bladder uh, indicates. So, yeah I, yeah, I can only assume that you're correct. Is the cloaca only for waste or does it do other stuff? I, th I think it also maybe deals with reproduction, but that's I, a, I that do not seems know. bad. Why does that seem bad? That's what ours does. I mean, well, <laughs> one one in one side of it. But but no, because they're different. Within I'd be sure, within but near each other, within that that uh, save vast network of tunnels and caves that is the human re re female reproductive ecosystem. Sure. Well, yeah, they don't. It's not. It's not the same. I was speaking. There's, of there's the pee pee hole, and then there's the other one. Sure. Yeah, but the the male vast tunnel cave system. It's just two different tubes, same thing. Yeah, but the, but it's exits only. <laughs> Not stuff isn't supposed to go up in there. <laughs> I don't exit through the gift shop. Stuff doesn't future presidents. Yes. Well, a lot of bird stuff doesn't go up in the cloaca anyway. Yeah, I hope not. 
So fish, huh? Yeah, yeah so right. Fish. Yeah, fish we're So a, fi- a spider's catching fish. Spider's catching fish by the seashore. Quick, <laughs> quick reproductive anatomy lesson for everybody. That we definitely had correct. <laughs> yep. You can come to us for all your science needs. We have grants. <laughs> to, to prove it. Science grants. All right. Um, so he had caught a pot full and filled his hand basket by the time he was done talking to fish. He boiled the pot and he ate it off before he started home with the pot on his head and the basket on his hand, presumably after letting that pot cool off for a moment. Or whatever, because he's fucking badass. That's true. He is a badass. A little way in, he hid the pot in a bush and continued on with his basket. Along his path, he runs into Tiger, who is a rough man and kind of scares him like as a person. Tiger says very roughly to him, What do you have in that basket, eh? And Anansi says feebly, Nothing, sir, nothing. Um, So both pass on their way, and then Tiger turns back to hide in the bush to watch Anansi do Anansi things, which includes sitting underneath a tree, opening the basket, pulling out his fish one by one, and saying, Pretty little yellowtail this, and then putting the yellowtail down, Pretty little snapper this, and going on naming all the fish and proving that he pays a lot more attention in his biology class than we did. <laughs> so Tiger runs up to him and says, Nothing in the basket, huh? And Anansi says, Well, I just, I went to the sea to bathe, and I just happened to catch some fish while I was there. Whoops. That wasn't the question, though. Why is he bathing in salt water? I mean, that's a Victorian era phrase, too, is going to bathe in the sea. Why were they bathing in salt water? I don't think they mean bathe in the sense of lathering up so much as bathe in the sense of dipping Just in swimming. water. Just enjoying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, that's less, different. Less swimming and more existing within the water. <laughs> Just sort of trudging out into it. Yeah, they had bathing machines in the Victorian era so ladies could sit in water without (laughs) men looking at them. You mean a jacuzzi? No, like basically from what I can understand from my Jane Austen readings. Like a deprivation tank. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes, the Victorian sensory (laughs) deprivation tank for cleaning and bathing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> More like it is. It is not to deprive the the user's senses, but the observers. Yeah, it is. It was such a puritanical time that <laughs> even they didn't want to know what was going on. It was more like screens in the water, so they could just be in the water behind some screens. It was a sin. They like just shoved it in the ocean, and they put their ladies in there. It's a sin to look at yourself naked too. I want to go into a place that is pitch black, and when I come out, I want to know that I'm clean. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is it. I don't want to feel it. Man, that sounds nice though. Like <laughs> some of those nights when you're really tired and you want that pulley system we've talked about. Right. Yeah, going into a sensory deprivation bath that also lathers you up and like gently scents you. <laughs> For the next day. We sense you. <laughs> yeah, we come out smelling like lavender and clean. And then it deposits you on your bed fully relaxed because you have just been separated from the entire world. I want that to happen. Okay, so Tiger says, give him here and takes all the fish and eats all the fish and then spits out their bones, which is just rude. Very. It's a very Garfield thing to do, though. Anansi takes the bones and eat th- eats those for, I guess, whatever little marrow value they have. It seems like a lot more trouble. Well, what more. was a spider going to do with a whole fish? Eat it. He already ate a bunch of other whole fish. Yes. How big is his tummy? Infinite. He's a trickster. Tricksters are known for their hunger. <laughs> their insatiable hunger. I see. Um, so he's grumbling about it, and Tiger says, What did you say? What did you say to me? Nerd. 
<laughs> and Anansi says, no, I don't say anything. Brushing my face. <laughs> so they both walk together with the empty basket, but now Anansi is t- studying Tiger, waiting for his moment. Um, partway to wherever they're going, they reach a fruit tree, and Anansi says, what a pretty fruit tree. And Tiger looks at him and says, climb it. <laughs> So so far, Tiger is the dick. Yeah, why are they hanging out? I don't know why they're walking together. Like, is this a robbery? Yeah, this is a fish robbery. So this is setting up the relationship. It's a very cordial mugging. Yeah. So Anansi climbs up the tree and pulls some of the fruit, and then he looks down at Tiger and says, Whoa, look at all that lice on Tiger's head. And Tiger says, Well, come get it off me. (laughs) So Anansi comes down, but he says he can't catch the lice unless Tiger leans on the tree. And so Tiger does lean on the tree, and Anansi begins catching the lice. So there was lice. Tiger's hair, probably. I mean, it's a tiger. There's probably fleas or something. Uh, Tiger's hair on his head is very long. Like? Like flowing Fabio locks. Like Hanson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say Van Halen, but (laughs) Hanson also works. I just wanted to picture a tiger that looked like Hanson. Three good references for people with long hair. (laughs) Fabio, Eddie Van Halen, and Hanson. Take your pick. Probably the length of all three of their hair put together. So if a tiger was all three of those people merged into one, but their hair... Gross. Just grew on top of each other. That'd be a weird weird looking dude. Are you allowed to do that with like the the tools that'll predict what your baby's going to look like? What? Like, is it illegal to like, take you know, pictures of... Well, I mean, you know, there's, like, the generator, that like, oh, like, you put, like, take two pictures of yourself, and it'll figure out, like, what's your baby gonna look like, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Can you take a picture of three celebrities, all of them men, <laughs> and and put that into the machine, like, even though that is not biologically possible? And And can it be so granular that you can just say all of their hair? <laughs> yeah, like extra emphasis on the hair. I want a hundred percent realistic rendering. I want you to human hair to peed them together. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. All right, so Tiger's hair is very long, which means it takes an Nazi. What? I'm sorry. I just pictured all of their hair being tied together, like in a knot in the center of them, and then you could just throw them like nunchucks or something, <laughs> like bolas. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so because Tiger's hair is these three men's hair length long, it takes a long time for Anansi to chase the lice out of it, so Tiger falls asleep during this process. Sure. And once Tiger is asleep, Anansi takes his hair and wraps it around the tree and ties him to it. Mm, I was close. Yeah, instead of tying their hair to each other, just tie it to a tree. He got hair to to a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he wakes up Tiger and says he can't catch any more lice. And Tiger says, no, catch him. Do it. <laughs> Keep going. And Anansi says, no, I won't. And then runs off. Tiger <laughs> tries to spring up after him and finds himself tied to the tree. Demands Anansi lets him loose. And Anansi instead sings a song at him about tying him up like a hog and then goes home. I mean, I can't say Tiger doesn't deserve it a little bit. Um so a hunter later finds Tiger tied to the tree and kills him. The end. Well, then. That's not a very good hunter. I mean. Yeah, it's a lazy hunter. It's an easy, it's an easy hunt. It's like, oh, I thought I was going to be in this bush for days, but here's a tiger. Trust up for me. Did Anansi go to his funeral? 
and feel bad that he condemned him to death for eating fish. No, Nancy went to his funeral and sang a dirge, but the dirge <laughs> lyrics were still the tying him up like a hog taunting song. The dirge lyrics were mbop to commemorate his long his flowing handsome like hair. hair. <laughs> I would like to hear a dirge version of mbop. Should uh should we go ahead <laughs> Like a Gregorian chant or something. Just like a like a slow minor key version. <laughs> Dirge pop. Sounds like sounds like Misty Mountains cold <laughs> from the Hobbit. Um, there is an, an Mbop by Hanson and Minor Key. Mm-hmm. Sure, YouTube. yeah, of course there is. So we can listen to that later. Uh, should we go ahead and cast Anansi and Tiger? So that we can just imagine them as celebrities. Yeah, at least their voices, just so we can kind of picture. Uh, should we be picturing like Ant? Like animals, yes. Like a giant spider and a tiger. It seems to vary. It does call them like man, man. but yeah, I know. I know. Also, it talks like they're interchangeable. Okay, so who plays them? I mean, a hunter came and killed whatever was tied to that tree. So I hope it was a tiger. <laughs> yeah, I hope he wasn't <laughs> hunting the most dangerous game. <laughs> yeah, what island are we on? Jamaica. <laughs> Not of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, is that was that the guy's name? I think in the that's story? the one. Or is that the one where they're mixing people with animals? I don't remember. Who can say? It's been a while since I've read it. Literature. Uh it's pretty weird, yeah. Um <laughs> it gets wacky over there. Who <laughs> at the library? <laughs> who would be good at playing a Nazi? Who's like good at being a trickster? Like, mischievous trickster kind of actor. I don't know that I ever got to the part in the American Gods TV show that they got to the Anansi character, but who played him on that? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Because he was <laughs> probably already good. did it. Orlando Jones. I'm not familiar with his acting portfolio. Uh, is that? I see Anansi as someone like tall and kind of gangly, but really expressive. Um, I don't know. I bet he looks like he would do a good job. I'm going to say that they so, whatever. they nailed it with that casting, honestly. Let's yeah, let's just say, you know what? He got cast for a reason. Let's stick with stick with the professionals. Same dude. I I had an answer, but I don't think either of you know who it is. So What's your answer? I was going to say Carl Tart, who is a improv comedian. I do not know who that is. I do not either, but See, I, I guessed also, right. Also, trust you implicitly. What about Tiger? Tiger would be angry, mm-hmm. kind of dumb, mm-hmm. just very demanding. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of good qualities on Tiger. Kind of by design, probably. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I don't have a good vision for Tiger right now. All right. Well, let's hear another tale of Tiger and see if you see can, if we can hone in. Maybe we can zoom some other in details. On it. All right. Story two is Tiger as riding horse. This sounds. Like, it's not going to be less embarrassing for Tiger. (laughs) Tiger was walking to a yard where there were two young misses, one of whom he was courting. And the other? Just like another chick. Just bonus. Side chick. Um, Anansi overhears the courting, and then he goes to the same yard, and one of the ladies asks him about Mr. Tiger and what his whole deal is. And Anansi says, yeah, I mean, he's fine and all, but he's also just my old riding horse. Okay, that's kind of a dick move. Yeah, so I uh, tried to arrange these in such a way that you could see the developing relationship between these two characters. Pretty are, cool trick. Are, are we going to take take this with the, the previous one as, like, canonized history? 
Yeah, I think so. Or, or do you take these like independently of each other? I was going to say we should wait till the end to see if Tiger dies again or if they're in like some kind of mixed chronology. Yeah, we can do that. Sure. I, I just think of both of these characters as being like semi-immortal. So yeah, the like they're just they're always they always come back. Sure. Um, so Tiger comes courting again and the, the ladies tell him that, oh, we heard that you're just Anansi's riding horse. How's that feel? Doesn't give me a lady boner, tell you that. I'm less interested in you now, knowing what I know. Why cool would, trick. Why would I want to ride you when there's a spider riding if, you? If you were on... Hold on, what? Spider riders? <laughs> spider riders? <laughs> if you were on your dating app of choice, mm-hmm. and the let's say the, the most prominent thing in the, the person's profile was, I am a riding horse, what, what would that mean to you? Like, well, you're into some kinky stuff. Yeah. You're some kind of pervert. Well. Prevert. I don't think pervert's the right word for someone who just has a kink. <laughs> some kind of degenerate. <laughs> some some kind of, nah, it's fine. It does remind Live me of a life. very confusing moment in a hotel room. Like, our um, theater group was staying at a hotel room for Thescon, and we were just kind of flipping through the channels, and we paused on one because it was very confusing until my mom's like, nope, that's Cinemax, move on, keep going. Because it was just a dude wearing horse gear mm-hmm. with a lady in dominatrix clothes riding him. And this was the first time our like, 13-year-old minds had comprehended that such <laughs> a thing. Ah. with that concept. <laughs> yeah. So it is a thing. Was, well. Oh, I'm sure. Was it pornography or was it just this? A film adaptation. We... It might have been this, a film adaptation. We didn't stay on it for long enough to know if there was like a plot line. Because <laughs> our chaperones are like, I don't know how this channel is just on here. It's a hotel. Yeah. You're allowed to typically, just do that. Typically, you have to pay extra for the FAP it channel. It's a generous hotel. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's free porn night at the <laughs> hotel. <laughs> Mondays are free porn night. Tiger then goes to Anansi and for some reason wants him to say this to his face in front of the ladies. Like, you know, back up your words, essentially, and do it in front of witnesses. Ride me. (laughs) In front of all these spectators. In front of these women. Some might say voyeurs. It's porn night at the hotel. (laughs) He doesn't want him to ride him. He wants him to come with him and, and... Tell them that he is their riding horse with him there. like Right. Within his presence. Yeah. If he's not a coward. Right. Essentially. Say it to their faces and my face. Right. Like, say it with me to witness it. I would probably say, why don't you come tell them that I'm not your riding horse? Or I will beat you up. Yeah, or or tiger you. Or I will eat your fish. Any one of the many ways that a tiger can tiger a spider. I'll whip you with my very long hair. <laughs> Or did he get a haircut? He might have gotten a haircut at this point after having been tied to a tree. His next life, he's like, nope, not doing that again. That was embarrassing. Also deeply uncomfortable, ending in a flash of a lot of pain. You think he just cut the front and now he's got sort of a mullet? <laughs> just like cut it out of his eyes so he can see. Yeah, he's got a mullet and then he's also got like a ripped tee that he wears <laughs> around. With the like stripy tiger paws. Like showing off his guns to the ladies in the yard. He sounds like a riding horse. Tiger has a a ripped T that just says business in the front, Van Winkle in the back. Um, So Anansi says, well, I I never said anything like that, but I'd I'd go with you, but I just I can't walk. My, My legs don't work. 
Is this supposed to be a good trickster? It's just a trickster. A trickster quality notwithstanding. What? Yeah. What classifies as a trick? Bald face. Lies. I mean, I mean, I see where this is going to go, I think. Tiger says, if I have to carry you on my back to get you to go there and say these things to our faces, then I will. If I have to ca- carry you like a horse would carry a man. <laughs> like I'm some kind of riding horse so you can tell them I'm not a riding horse. Then I guess I will. Why don't he just like get a get a picture of him holding up a sign saying Tiger is not a riding horse next to today's, today's newspaper. <laughs> And then he like then he's got it forever. Yeah, just, just drag it. him with your mouth. You're a tiger. Also, that yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna carry him, don't carry him on your back. You have a whole mouth area that again I <laughs> maybe don't, hands. How big? Unclear. Is, how big is this spider? I'm not sure. I'm imagining them like a spider that is about the same size as the tiger. Sure. And it's like so. A- like you, cartoon dynamics. Yeah, like you could not carry that in your mouth. Yeah, not to maybe, spider rider size. But maybe it's like by Mickey like, Mouse to Goofy ratio. <laughs> yes, but maybe like you could hold him by the scruff of his neck <laughs> in your mouth. I don't know. Drag him with your teeth. Do something. Or just let it go. Just laugh him off and like, yeah, Nazi's an idiot. He says all kinds of bullshit. I hate that dude. He's such a jerk. He got me shot once. I died because of him. I had to cut off my sweet Fabio locks. <laughs> and then you've got a sad emotional story to woo the women with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they know that you're broken inside and they want to Yeah, help. you have a you have a tragic past and women love that. <laughs> Flock I th- to it. I think when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> I thought when I was 12 also. <laughs> as a as a women's. <laughs> that that is round about the time when yeah, tragic pasts seem to be at a premium. <laughs> In vogue. And, and when you're 12, you don't, on the whole, have a lot of tragic past. I mean, I collateral. think they can be adopted like an affectation. Yeah, no, like and, with, I, and I know some. some people who did that very well and had huge crushes on them mm-hmm. to my detriment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anansi agrees to go if Tiger will carry him, and he pulls out a saddle that he has for reasons. Is Tiger starting to put any of these pieces together? Tiger is not happy about this. Like, wh- why are you bringing out a saddle? And the Nazi says, well, I need I need to get the stirrup so I don't fall off of you because I'm so weak. And if I don't have something to stick my feet in, I will definitely end up on my ass. Okay, but... Uh, sounds... Whatever. It's seeming more and more like I'll be a horse. <laughs> then he takes a bridle. Tiger's like, all right, now what's that about? <laughs> So, well, I, I need to put this in your mouth so that if I start to fall, I'll be able to catch myself. So he lets him do that. And here's some oats. And then grabs a horse whip and Tiger's like, okay, now what is that for? Wants <laughs> to keep the flies away. It's sounding more and more like that video you saw was just this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you did see some kind of maybe, maybe sexually charged remake of this, <laughs> but it seems to be this story. I mean, that was the 90s. Anything went then. That Everything was, was sexually That was charged. the early aughts. Thank you. Early, early aughts when trench coats were king. <laughs> Thank you, The Matrix. That is true. And all Wachowski's properties, including Speed Racer. Yeah, my favorite Speed Racer trench coats. <laughs> it was a Tyler's good movie. Tyler's top 10 Speed Racer trench coats. <laughs> it was a good, good movie. Speed article. People should watch it. We should watch Speed Racer. Okay, so then he puts on a pair of spurs and Tiger's like, okay, now now what possibly could you need those for? And he said, well, my foot 
is cramping and these keep him from cramping. This is my orthopedic cowboy boots. <laughs> my Dr. Scholl's spurs. <laughs> uh, so when they got close to the yard, he dug in the spurs and cracked the horse whip, which made Tiger gallop into the yard in front of the ladies. And he says, carry him into the stable, sir, because what Anansi says is true. This is Anansi speaking. Mm-hmm. This tiger is my old riding horse. So Tiger runs into the woods, presumably out of embarrassment. Crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Anansi then sings a song about how he's dead and gone. <laughs> about how Tiger's dead and gone? Yeah. I don't Is think he... Tiger died that time, but nah. uh, he's dead to the world. He's dead to Anansi. I hate that fucking guy. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> so this is like a sitcom about two neighbors who just loathe each other. I'd watch a sitcom where two neighbors ride each other. <laughs> ride each other around like horses. Wh- why? Why do they do this? In the sitcom? Yeah. Oh, for sex. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it was like... they enjoy it sexually. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if, if that was the angle or if it was for it's necessity very, it's somehow. So you have... <laughs> Yeah, like maybe college roommates or something, like people who have been thrown together or they're just they live together or live near next door to each other. And one of them is the dumb jock who's like he's got more testosterone than his brain knows what to do with. Mm -hmm. He's constantly aggressive and trying to bully people, but he's real slow on the uptake. And then you've got like gangly nerd. Who's also a jerk. Like, they're Tri- both terrible people. Who tricks right. him into riding him for sex? <laughs> I don't think for sex, but I'm not okay. Tyler. Okay. So we can have an after hours version. That's I don't, definitely for I se- don't think it's for sex. Okay, it's for, maybe it's for sex with the hot neighbor across the street. I don't think you should trick people. How many neighbors are riding each other? You should not trick they're people into... They're not riding into- that person. So there's like, there are two siblings... Who are really cute. This and is live. getting convoluted. <laughs> it's not. a sitcom. So they live across the street and like gangly nerd person tricks testosterone jockey. Yeah. Into like thinking that this is the new hot thing that will make her want him. Okay. Do not trick anybody into sex. Don't do that. No. Writing, writing based or otherwise. Don't think that's where Carmen's going. Okay. I'm not, I'm not like, this is just this is just a just a blanket uh, clause a for PSA. this whole conversation. Sure. Do not trick anybody into sex. But no, he tricks him into thinking that this will impress them. That they'll they'll see him as being nurturing and caring and also very strong if he carries his invalid neighbor around like a horse. But that. Uh, but that's just this story. Yeah, but reframed as a dumb sitcom. But it's in a suburb. Yeah. Okay. Yours is just the story, but it's for sex. Yeah. <laughs> and that's gross. It, I mean, <laughs> it changes the dynamic. I don't know that any of these are being... The only thing that you changed was the set dressing. Yeah, well, at least it doesn't add tricking into sex. It's not trickery. They were both doing it because they enjoyed it. In my story. So you took away like the core of what makes an Anansi story an Anansi story, which yeah. is the trickery. Yeah. You just you're just <laughs> doing a porno. It has nothing to do yeah. with this. And that already exists. I saw it when I was 13. <laughs> you're not creating anything new and fun. You're I, just I Cinemaxing. <laughs> yeah, but one of them is dressed like Spider-Man. And <laughs> I'm 
sure that exists too. <laughs> One of them's Tony the Tiger and the other is Spider-Man. I'm sure if you search, search DeviantArt, you'll find Spider-Man riding Tony the Tiger in full um, Gordy, leather open gear. Gordy, open an window. <laughs> okay, what am I typing in? Spider-Man. <laughs> Tony the Tiger. Sex. Okay, Spider. <laughs> now, do you want Spider-Man like the superhero? Spider-Man. Spider hyphen man, Tony, the tiger, sex, go. Is that the the mouth click of confirmation that this is a thing the internet has made? The, the mouth click of confirmation. Not specifically. Uh, there's some there's some very serious. Do you takes. find any fun alternatives? There's some very serious takes on like how. I guess different Spider-Man media uh, deals with child abuse, which is not funny. No. Certainly, this the, is in the image search. The t- n- okay. Oh no, I should go to images. I'm yeah, if I was at, not clear, nah, not not getting a hit on that. I'll tell you what the top two. Do you, I, I'm in an incognito window with what the folklore's Gmail account signed up. Do you want me to ruin our ad? No, things? thank you. I mean, I, will, I do. I will tell you the top two results in like the regular just search results. Sure. Tony the Tiger helps sex worker in greatly offense offensive prank video. Great. Ne- next Thanks, one. College humor. Next one down. Tony the Tiger can't tweet without furries begging him for sex. I did know that. Yeah. yeah. That I, have, new, I have witnessed that. New to me, not surprising. There are a lot of attempts at a sexy Tony the Tiger rendition. On I, but never with Spider-Man. Not, not that I saw. I rest my case. Hold on. I don't think you got the right SEO for this. I got the right SEO? Uh, it's up to them to have the right SEO. My search terms are my own okay you might be right but this didn't let me see a a licensed tony the tiger image paired with the phrase because i'm a i am a sexy alpha tiger and you know it for reasons there's not even a great in there (laughs) (laughs) no that's just good dialogue somehow oh you gotta hit kind of hmm doesn't really make a lot of sense it was just an extraordinarily buff tony the tiger who I could see being our sitcom hero sitting in, in the Spider-Man meme where he's just behind a desk mm-hmm. and it uh-huh. just says, I'm afraid Tiger-Man sounds a bit too similar to Spider-Man. How about Tony? And that's probably the opening line to a porno. <laughs> I, I could see subsequent images going to some sexual places. <laughs> this is like a whole subcategory of making Tony the Tiger memes that make none sense. So that's a fun thing to mine. I am sorry, slash you're welcome, if this ignites a fetish in anyone. (laughs) You do you. I'm sorry because it seems uh, underserved on the internet currently. (laughs) But you're welcome for giving you something new to enjoy. There's there's an untapped market there. Yeah, maybe you can corner that. (laughs) Okay, so next one is Tiger Sheepskin Suit. This one is a much shorter one. So next in our sitcom of... Two neighbors who hate each other. Slash sex. <laughs> Slash, yeah, some some kind of furious sex. Yeah, it become, the hatred becomes sexual is, tension about halfway through the show. Is it Wilson and the character name that I don't remember? Toolman. Toolman. <laughs> okay. What's the... What's the tool, Toolman Taylor. 
Tim, Taylor, Tim, yeah. Tim the Toolman Taylor. Tim Allen. Is, Tim, it, Tim, is this about Wilson and Tim Allen? Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. I would, I would watch a show about Tim Allen. He has to use his tool skills to figure out how to survive in different time periods. Issue, he's been. issue three of Yonder <laughs> Tim Allen versus Tim Allen. What are the first two? Well, the first one is just his introduction, which is him stopping like a petty theft or something. Yonder yeah, okay. Toad Origins. Yeah. Yeah. He, he lifts up a bus that fell over. Right. With his big pink tongue from <laughs> far away. <laughs> Issue two is a uh, hither toad. Yes. Just sort of setting up the rivalry. Yes. And then issue three is just the one-off villain, Time Allen. <laughs> Ty, this is a it's good, like a weather wizard. This is a good comic. <laughs> I, I, I like that. What do we call it? The toad verse? <laughs> the yonder. I like yonder verse better than toad verse. Yeah. The yeah, yonder verse. I enjoy the just like pure childlike delight that lights up on Gordy's face every time we talk about this. It's a good superhero. <laughs> and it's easy to draw. Your your face is a, a shining beacon in this apartment. <laughs> I mean, that's what you want comics to do. Yeah. Be easy to draw? No. Oh, Can yeah. Make your face a shining beacon. Ideally, yes. Of joy. All right. So Anansi worked as a headman for a man named Mr. Mighty. Mm-hmm. Does that mean an executioner? No, it's uh, it's like the head of part of this. It's oh. the head of his department, and his department was minding two thousand sheep. A head man, not a headsman. Right. Okay. Subtle difference. Um. So from the first day since the Nazi took over this job, the man would miss one sheep a day, and I guess in the beginning that went a little bit unnoticed because two thousand sheep is a lot of. Nearly you know, identical. Count those accurately every day. Yeah, like it was just a lot of cotton balls yeah. bleeding loudly. Um, but this went on until only one of 2,000 was left. So 1,999 days. Yeah. Who's counting the sheep? Probably Mr. Mighty, cause, but not well or frequently. Um, Why on the last day does it become the problem? Like when it, when you're down to one yeah, sheep, you should just give up at that point. At some yeah, point, you're you out should of the notice. Sheep business. Yeah, that is not sustainable. You, one, you one sheep, sheep is bankruptcy. One sheep is a pet, not a farm. <laughs> it's a um, very aspirational farm. So, at the point of le- being left with one sheep, Mister Mighty decides to get off his procrastinating ass and offers Anansi. 200 pounds and his best daughter to find out what's going on. <laughs> sure. Not the shitty one. You get the good one. Not, 200 pounds and his best daughter? Yeah. Not his, not of his best daughter. No. Ooh, not all of her. <laughs> Just two. Ugh. That's upsetting. Why is that upsetting? Because he's going to like cut 200 pounds off of her? No. What What do you say? There's just a designated area. Okay. I think either way you slice that, it's a crime. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound good for her. <laughs> or well, or no, anyone. But... No, 200 money and best daughter. 200 money. Yeah, not not Mumsy Mildred, the good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Nancy said, well, the best way to find a sheep thief is to throw a ball. 
And by ball, I mean the party, not the sports. How many misleading phrases. Um, so Mr. Mighty's like, all right, I'll, I'll get a ball together. And Anansi goes to his friend, Brother Tiger, to tell him about Mr. Mighty's promise. Does the ball cast cost more than 200 money? Probably. So he's really bilking them out of a lot here. Yeah. Cool dance, a good daughter, <laughs> and 200 money. Does he get the daughter in advance for the ball? Like half up front? Sure. Uh, so Anansi happens to be a fiddler. So they, he hatches a plan that at the ball he'll play the fiddle and and Tiger will accompany him on tambourine. So it's okay. going to be a good, very classy ball with these two <laughs> <laughs> instruments accompanying yeah. all dances. Yes, the classic tambourine and fiddle <laughs> combination that so many good traditional musics are based on. Mm-hmm. Free bird. Before the ball, he outfits Tiger in a sheepskin coat, some sheepskin trousers, and a sheepskin hat and boots. Where do you get those? I don't know. It's a mystery as to why 1,999 sheep disappeared once a day since the day he took the job. But whatever. Um, So then they practice their band for this ball. And he's written one song about how the, all the sheep theft stinks like Tiger, but to keep Tiger from being suspicious, it's another Tiger. So he has Tiger sing a verse about how, yeah, it's it's definitely one of his brother Tigers who done did this while hitting his tambourine. The lyrics of this song are nigh incomprehensible to me. This is the best I could make of them. So then Anansi goes to Mr. Mighty and says, hey, I found this tambourine player who's been wearing a lot of sheepskin lately and i'm pretty sure it's definitely him who's a thief so mr mighty sends in response to this sends an invitation to the ball to all of the important people in the area all the fancy folk mm-hmm. well if it's gonna be a ball it's gonna be a damn ball yeah they're gonna do it right except for their music so <laughs> nazi which is again fiddle and tambourine <laughs> So Anansi shows up with his fiddle and Tiger shows up with his sheepskin and his tambourine and they play the song about how the stinking tiger thief took the sheep for all the people to dance to. Like Anansi shouts at them to like, grab a partner Clap round and hands. round. <laughs> you know the lyrics, join in. Uh, so then he takes a break to go point out the tiger to Mr. Mighty. He's like, yep, that's him. That's the thief. And then he goes back to playing the music and tells Tiger that they need to play it louder so the lyrics are clearer. Remix. Uh, so then Mr. Mighty confronts Tiger. Anansi is like, yeah, it was him. It was this one. He stole the sheep. Uh, Tiger gets 10 years in prison and Anansi gets a daughter and 200 money. And like a summer jam hit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. On all of it. Song, on song the of the summer. <laughs> And that's the end of that one. Would the modern version be like a he created some kind of DJ remix, like made his own song, and it it's like Coachella or something? <laughs> I think it's Starships by Nicki Minaj. I don't know the song. Starships are meant to fly. I, I. That's all I know of it because of that Ideal- pop anthology. Ideally, yes, they are meant to fly. Thank you, Nicki Minaj. She's singing about flat earthers. Is she? <laughs> I hope so. That'd be that'd be that great. would be a great anthem for them. <laughs> I might I might see if I can take a uh, boy. I'd have to get this together. But uh, some some friends of mine in Oakland. One of them works at a like a historic theater there. Mm-hmm. And every year around nine eleven, there is a conspiracy theorist convention. Basically, curious time to hold one of those at nine eleven. Mm-hmm. I mean, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. You'll hear all about it there. I'm sure. 
And that's that seems like maybe maybe I'll have to try and go and do a uh, what the folklore live exclusive ground report undercover undercover. I need I need to film you so I can watch your wisdoms later. I mean, our conspiracy theories, modern folklore in a way. Uh, Question for the actual folklorist out there. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if anybody has has a good take on that. Let us know. <laughs> Give us a ruling. My my gut says no. I mean, it's a tale told by the people to each other and warped repeatedly. I, I would say that folklore is an attempt often to explain the world. I mean, this is too. Just conspiracy or, theories. Yeah, they're trying to explain things by ignoring facts and reality. Yeah, I mean, I would say that conspiracy theories do the opposite, which is to erode at our shared <laughs> understanding of the world. That is their effect, but I think their intent is to explain the world. I don't know. I don't know if that's In a way true. that is more I, satisfactory to the person preaching it. Yeah, that might be like the conscious thing. I, I, th- I think there's some unconscious stuff that goes along with it but i i don't know it's an interesting question yeah i i honestly have no idea or dog in that fight i'm just curious if if tales of the flat earth would count as modern stupid folklore (laughs) for our listeners who are more in touch with the music scene than i am i did want to point out that i said summer jam knowing full well that i would have to come up with an example and the first song that came to mind was Nicki minaj's starships which I think came out in 2013. <laughs> I, I was about the uh, last time I listened to the radio. It I came think. out in 2012 because it's in the 2012 pop anthology, which is I, the only one that I listened to. I was going to say uh, Daft Punk's Get Lucky, which <laughs> came out in 2013. So that was my most recent grab for a summer jam. I have no idea. I mostly listen to soundtracks. <laughs> Last story, tiger catching the sheep teeth thief. Oh, oh, follow up. Yep. So one day, presumably after 10 years in prison, <laughs> tiger uh, <laughs> decides to Monte Cristo. There is an old lady named Mrs. Matter who owned 20 sheep. A Nazi came by one day and gives her a hen. And then a couple weeks later comes back for the hen. Mm-hmm. And she's confused and is like, didn't you give? the hen to me and he's like no 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 the hen was supposed to like make eggs on eggs on eggs chickens on chickens and i want the original back (laughs) you had your chance to get a duplicate and uh, to to download your copy so to speak (laughs) (laughs) which i think is just what animals do to each other right (laughs) yeah they're just there's burning copies onto (laughs) disc um (laughs) You wouldn't download a chicken, would you? <laughs> would. I would torrent a chicken. I like the idea that eggs are just like USB downloads. <laughs> All right. Um, that makes the cloaca also some kind of data drive. <laughs> Pulling that thing's wearing a lot of hats. It is I, inside the chicken. Yeah, I it's, it's the most versatile hole in all the animal kingdom. <laughs> All right, um, so she says the only thing she can do is to let him go to her sheep pen and take a sheep. That's the best apology she can give him. And what Did she lose the hen? <laughs> she either ate it or misplaced it. <laughs> uh, so this went on, and I don't know if this went on indicates that he kept bringing her back lone chickens. Or if the argument just went on. Or if he just kept taking her sheep. Because it goes, the sheep 
whittled down to one. Okay. So I Either way, it's bad. Yeah. Um. So then Tiger comes by and says, hey, Mrs. Matter, I can catch your sheep thief if you let me have the last sheep. And she's like, fuck it. I'm out of a business anyway. <laughs> yeah, like my whole model's gone. Might as well. This one's old. Um, There's a reason this one was picked last so, for sheep dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she agrees and he kills the last sheep and he in front of her <laughs> slowly. <laughs> you fool. Um, and then he puts on the sheep skin and goes and hangs out in the pen. So now Anansi comes and the tiger baws like a sheep <laughs> in a sheep skin. And convincing. Miss Matter says, all right, Mr. Anansi, I don't want to hear any more talking. Just take the last sheep and get out of my face. <laughs> We're done. So he thanks her and promises not to bother her for any more foul. I guess he was pulling the chicken grift repeatedly. <laughs> and then he takes Tiger home, commenting on the way about how heavy this particular sheep is. When he gets there, his wife and children are sitting around him with a bowl and a knife. Just ready to Ready do. for sheep. Yep. Um, Anansi takes his knife and he cuts the throat of the sheep and then comments that the sheep is so fat that there's not even blood coming out. He's just cut the skin. Crazy. So then he cuts the belly of the sheep, and the tiger jumps out and grabs a hold of him. Anansi shouts, whoa, what are you doing? And he says, well, Mrs. Matter has lost 20 sheep, and if I don't tie you up, she'll say we both ate them, so we'll both be responsible for the sheep loss. So, nope, you're the one who's going to get it. And you get 10 years of prison. <laughs> Um, and Anansi says, if you take the big banana trash to tie me, and I guess what they mean is like the fronds, mm -hmm. it is written as banana trash. It's a good <laughs> phrase for that. I do like the first banana trash a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I will be glad, but if they take the little bit of banana to try to tie me up, I should be so sorry. So Tiger ties him up with the small banana trash <laughs> and then they throw him in the sea. And once he's in the sea, because it's the little banana trash, he can just like pop Undo his legs it. open and break it. And then he's running under the water. And from that time, you see Anansi running under the water. The end. So now he's Aquaman. <laughs> I don't know that I do see him running under the water, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> so that's how Tiger got his revenge in this, my snippet of this book of many of these stories. Trying to understand the mechanics of how that sheep disguise worked. It didn't. Just like, I think he just like stepped into it completely. And then, yeah, and just kind of sealed it up with the, the gunk. What I was picturing was the bug man from Men in Black. Like yeah. a sheep's skin that could barely fit around the tiger. <laughs> yeah, it's, he just kind of cut the like the edges open. But apparently it was a very big skin because he cut into the neck and there was nothing in there. Right, it was loose enough that... Or and then he, he cut the stomach and the tiger dumped out of it like a Trojan horse. <laughs> well, I think he leapt out of it at that point, not so much fell. Just took that opportunity to be like, and you're mine. But what is the size? It's like it's like when you pet a cat's belly and they do the vice grip on you. Like he needed Anansi to, to touch his belly so that he could invoke cat instincts and grab him. Was the sign. <laughs> It's it said that he leapt out of it, though. Yeah. Maybe he just needed the whole cut in it so he could get out of it. Yeah. But his arms would be where the arms are. Yeah. I Look, I don't know. <laughs> Unless he was just curled up in the stomach. Maybe of the he sheep. can't. Maybe it's. Yeah. Either that or and the like the legs are just kind of flapping and loose <laughs> or he's got his paws down in there, but they're in the hooves and hooves aren't good. Like grabby. No, very bad at grabby appendages. So 
Yeah, he needs to get out of it first. I mean, he could probably have the legs all floppy because Anansi was carrying him. Right. Yeah. So he's curled up taking a snooze. Yeah. Inside. Yes. I'm fine with that. Okay. Yeah, there's not a ton of meat on any of these to pick apart too far, but I like this dynamic between these two. Yeah, it's a fun... Uh... I mean, it is the the time-tested sort of Tom and Jerry dynamic. Yeah, basically. Yeah, you're Wily, Coyote, and Roadrunner. Mm -hmm. Any number of cartoon creatures. (laughs) Itchies and scratchies of the world. Tricking each other in our Mm. circle of life. Right. It's it's a weird pair, I'll say that. If you think about them to scale. If you think about them to animosity towards each other. (laughs) Tigers and spiders. Which is usually how the dynamic is split. Yeah. Like, I understand why Tweety Bird and Sylvester have beef. Right, sure. (laughs) Or or Tom and Jerry. I I don't necessarily follow Tiger and Spider. Tiger's just a bully. Yeah. And Spider's just kind of a jerk. It's just weird that they continue to interact. Like, I feel like they could live in separate worlds. Just Probably, completely if they wanted to. The real estate here is so good. I mean, they had that the chance schools, meeting. Schools are top notch. They had that chance meeting to start with, yeah. and now they can't. Like, it was a, they it was can't a bad foot it. to start on. Yeah, it's like right. a, now it's an itch they can't scratch. Mm, an itchy okay. they can't scratchy. <laughs> One it's might say. Like, like a constant um, one-upmanship. Because there are more tiger stories after this yeah a lot more i do appreciate the count of monte cristo aspect of tiger mm. like waiting in prison to <laughs> catch that sheep crook and I, put him away i know he's gonna pull this shit again i know how to get him it took me 10 years to formulate the perfect plan i'm gonna wait inside of a dead sheep that's my play that's all i've got all right well thank you ash for suggesting this tale thank you Thank you. And thank you, Carl with a C, for being our sponsor for this episode. Thank you. Thank you, Carl with a C. Thank you to all of our patrons for helping keep the show running and and letting us do some cool stuff. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. Thank you to our top tier patrons, uh, Whisper Biscuit, Sarah, Robert, Jeremiah, Roast Rabbit, Haley, Timothy, Dom, Justin, Lily, Jenna, Jen, and Heather. Thank you so much, top tier patrons. Thank you, top tiers. All of you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank you, you, Roll Doll. Thank you, you, Roll Doll. Thank you, The Neon. Thank you, The Neon. Thank you, Knives. Thank you, Knives. Thank you, Anansi. Thank you, Anansi. Thank you, Sheep. Thank, Thank you, sheep. sheep. Do you like TV? We still don't know. Tiger. <laughs> Thank you, Tiger. <laughs> Thank you, Tiger. Thank you, Spider-Man. Thank you, Spider-Man. Thank you, weird sitcom about <laughs> neighbors who have sex. <laughs> Thank you, sitcoms. <laughs> We're what the folklore. Unfortunately, that's how it works. Thank you, sitcoms is pretty good. <laughs> This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.